Kungaloosh, Viva Gaia, and Ni Hao. I think that's uh, Chinese for hashtag thanks Shanghai. Oh, Ni Hao to you Maybe. too, then. <laughs> Welcome to a very special th- Shanghai, thanks Shanghai edition of the 3 O'Clock Parade. I'm Drunk at Disney here in Orlando. Uh, also in Florida, we have Rhiannon. Thanks, thanks Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> and way off, way off on the Golden Coast, as always, is Skipper Dick Ritchie. Hello. So, apparently Skipper Dick Ritchie has spent three days in Disneyland, and I didn't know this. Oh, my God, it was so good. Yep. It's because you stopped following him on Twitter. I know, right? Man. No, I, I, I did not. I did notice that I, I lost understand. one follower, so it must have been you. Mm. Ooh, it says good to go. I'm going to try this again really quick. Let's just try it, yeah. That's not what she said. No, that's exactly <laughs> what she said. Did you go to get to, Did you get to go to Cove Bar? I did go to the Cove Bar. There was a 45-minute wait. I also posted I, about that on Twitter. Yeah, I saw the photos. I did a lot of research about the Cove Bar when I had a little downtime, and I just looked at pictures and uh, Google Earth. I looked at everything to try to figure out how I would best attack the Cove Bar, and it looks awesome. The Cove Bar is great. I noticed that they had something that if you're there during World of Color, they give you a t- there's a $10 charge to everybody who's there. Is that correct? I have no idea. I've never watched it during World of Color. Oh, it said there's uh, a sign. That's sort there. of what. Really? It said there's a sign in one of the pictures I was looking at when I was doing my hashtag research, and it was, you know, if you're here, there's a t- ten dollars will be added to everyone's bill that's here for World of Color, basically. That must be newish because I was there for World of Color. Uh, well, I guess it was two years ago now, but no, no, it was last year. It was last year. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for World of Color last year, and I did not see any signs like that whatsoever. Uh-oh. We may have a new friend. <laughs> Ni hao. Ni hao. <laughs> and joining us live uh, from way... If Skipper Dick Ritchie is way off in the Golden Coast in <laughs> Santiago... Just keep have, going west uh, until you find her. Just keep going west, way out to Shanghai. It's Molly. Hi, you could also dig a hole. If you dug deep enough, you could get here. <laughs> I'm going to start it's now. Warm. What day is it there? Is it like Saturday already? Is it December? <laughs> oh, God. No, it's <laughs> Wednesday, the 25th of May. Um, it's uh, 8.35 a.m. Oh, so good morning. Oh. <laughs> good morning. No better way to start your morning than with this bullshit, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's 3 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock. I apologize in advance. <laughs> It's three o'clock. Well, welcome. So, um, so it's so it's morning, and you yes. did work yesterday or did not work yesterday? Did not work yesterday. So, do like when your days off? Do you typically go to Disneyland or what do you do? No, because the park's not open yet. Um, so I was just uh, lucky well, enough that last week, last week they were doing trial ops, and it just so happened to fall on my days off. Um, but now I think the park is kind of closed there's certain days where it's still open um but i think they're gonna get ready into full force in june so no my days off is recuperating <laughs> gotcha gotcha so tell us just real quick for anybody who hasn't who doesn't know uh what's going on sort of what you're doing over in china 
Word. Um, so I don't work with the parks anymore. Um, now I'm actually with Disney Consumer Products. Um, so now I'm just an English, just an English teacher um, for kids over there. Um, so I'm not affiliated with the theme parks, unfortunately. Um, the nice thing is still get all the perks of a Disney cast member, which is why I was able to um, go to some of the trial ops. Um, yeah. So I'm a little bit separate. Um, the the area that I've been with in Shanghai is is a part of the Disney company that's been around for um, about eight years. So this has existed a little bit longer than the park has been standing. Um, but it was kind of a precursor um, to get the Chinese a little bit more familiar with Disney characters and the Disney brand. Obviously, uh, Cracking into the China market is massive since, you know, we've got a billion or so people in the country alone. Um, So they've slowly been trying to introduce this Disney brand since it really hasn't existed. The films haven't um, been allowed to be released in China up until the last decade. So these Chinese kids haven't grown up with Disney characters, Disney films, uh, TV shows, products, the way that, say, American kids or really any other kid around the world has experienced. So if they don't have that nostalgic element, what's your observation as far as, like, what characters they seem to be taking to the most? Are they, like, Frozen obsessed or are they all about Robin Hood? Mickey, Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Uh, it's, of course, Mickey. Michi. Um, they love Mickey and Minnie. Um, Elsa is everywhere. That girl has tapped into every single market. So, are they, they uh, forcing Elsa down their throats, or is that like a welcome addition? They love Elsa. Um, uh, it's it's um, no surprise that the Chinese, they love their, their blonde white princesses. Um, Elsa's really no exception, and the ice powers don't hurt either. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, one thing I found from working between Walt Disney World and in and in Shanghai is that no matter where a kid is from, she is going to love a queen with ice powers. Yeah. She's, it's just multi-demographic. You even wow. say it cool. Shanghai. 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 Man, that means everyone, everyone I've ever What's talked to Shanghai? is saying it. Well, um, Sh- yeah, so Shanghai is more of the, um, I guess, more accurate pronunciation um, that, that the Shanghainese and the Chinese would pronounce. But granted, my Chinese pronunciation is terrible. Um, but when I was interested that when they do the English announcements in the park, um, the English voiceover, she says, Shanghai, just like any American would. So, uh, there yeah, just for you guys. Nothing else is translated or subtitled, but that one parade announcement says Shanghai. <laughs> we, we appreciate it. Thank you. That is fantastic. <laughs> so, um, very interesting point, at least for me, is that Molly, actually, when she was here in Florida, did the same job that I did when I worked at Disney. <laughs> Woof. So you got drunk and hit on people that didn't know you? No, my other job. No, oh, no my, sorry. My other, <laughs> I was like, good for you, Molly. <laughs> no, that's my hobby. That's yeah, my that's hobby. just on the side, right? Yeah, side, it's just on the side. side that's a hobby. I paid for that one. But that was uh, so that was it. Very interesting. The very, very first time I ever really talked to Molly, I was like, "Holy smokes, you kind of do you do the same job that I did when I worked at Disney." So that was kind of interesting. How did you first find out about this this gig? I mean. That's quite a change from Florida to Shanghai. 
Um, yeah, for real. Um, actually, it was when I was with um, education programs at, at Disney World, um, which was my way of kind of incorporating what my degree is in. I, I got certified to teach um, high school social studies when I lived in New York, um, but obviously moving to Disney World, Disney World doesn't have any history classes that you can teach. Um, <laughs> so I got into... Um, uh, Disney's type of education in the parks. Um, if you've ever, you know, been to Animal Kingdom and seen those wilderness explorers, that's uh, one aspect of, of the team I was on. Um, it just seemed like the next sensible step um, was to get into more of a classroom environment. Um, and it was during that time that I heard about um, Disney hiring teachers in Shanghai. Um, so one of my new managers um, at Disney World had actually just come from doing about four years in China. Um, so he was the one that kind of was like, hey, this might be good for you. Um, it, it was sort of like the sensible next step of, all right, how can I further um, develop my career and, and kind of use my skills? Um, so definitely a big jump. Um, they're keen on recruiting uh, Disney cast members because I don't know, for some reason, I guess we have some great qualities. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so it just yeah. seemed like the next thing. I, I've had experience studying abroad, living abroad. Um, so, and the opening of the new park kind of didn't hurt my decision. Um, so it just kind of seemed like the best time to go over and experience China. Absolutely. What, um, now the question, so did you, is this a similar at all to like when they do like, um, uh, like college program or anything like that, where did they, does Disney handle a lot, any of your transferring, like your housing or anything? Or did you, did they give you any official tips or anything? Or were you on your own? Um, we were on our own. Um, definitely not like the college program. I get a lot of people asking me if this is like a six month internship that where they could live in the Chinese version of Vista right. Way. Um, <laughs> it's not so much. Um, there's good and bad to it. It's nice that you have the freedom to choose where you want to live, kind of living independently. Um, but it is a huge adjustment moving um, to somewhere like China, where the reality is most of the city, even in a city like Shanghai, which is considerably Western for Chinese standards, um, most people don't speak English. Um, it's a huge, huge culture shock adjustment. Housing here is is insane. Um, so there's a lot to deal with. Um, also, the Chinese way of doing things can be a little inefficient. Um, there's a lot of workarounds you need to do. Um, so with Disney, they kind of they set up our bank account, and everything else was kind of like, here you go, little birds, fly yeah. on, be free. Um, so it was stressful at, at, at the beginning. Um, it's not like um, with the theme parks where, for example, I'm familiar with um, their entertainment team does contracts and those performers are given apartments that are paid for and they're provided with transportation and they're kind of taken right. care of. Um, but it's not so much the same with, with my position just because they're recruiting from all over the world um, every month of the year. Um, so it's kind of a different undertaking. Um, but... I'm kind of grateful now that I've survived it that, all right, I successfully set up my own Chinese tele like cell phone service. Um, I somehow managed to find a Chinese apartment. So um, right. now I'm settled in and I feel a little bit more independent. I'm not relying on the mouse to um, take care of me. I kind of found my own yeah. way in China. 
I uh, I got the Let's I got a recruiting the- letter to do the same thing just after I saw that you were <laughs> and uh, it came from the college program which I was alumni a million years ago and uh, and I kept reading like what you were going through and I was like oh hell no I'm not <laughs> I was like I'll stay um, here it's good working in China for any company is a huge adjustment. Um, because even if the country, the company is like a Western or international company, um, there's still a lot of the Chinese business practices that come into play. Um, and that's just the balance of it. And, you know, acknowledging that living in China and working in China isn't for everyone. Um, where I work now, it's it's not like working for Walt Disney World. It's not really like working for any part of the Walt Disney Company. Now that um, Walt Disney Company has expanded into China, they have their own um, Chinese headquarters now. It's run by the Chinese. Um, They've kind of given the Chinese that full reign. Um, And in some ways, that's great because it's more of an authentic experience. You know, we're catering to Chinese guests, Chinese customers. Um, There's a Chinese way of doing things that a foreigner, an American or anybody may not um, have the right skills for. Uh, first of all, the language, but also just the way of doing things. Um, so but then, an example of like how "quote unquote" doing things is different there. Sure. Um, well, one of the nasty things um, would be um, the existence of bribes, especially in Shanghai. Huh. Um, so, one example, not not in necessarily my building, but that you'll see in um, in restaurants is we have kind of a, a food safety or food quality rating, kind of like you'd see in the cities um, in the U.S., um, and their ratings are based on smiley faces. So there's a happy green smiley face, um, there's a yellow smiley face with like a straight line for a mouth, and then there's like the red angry face. And it's supposed to mean, like, if they passed, if they're um, satisfactory, or if they exceeded expectations. And my initial questioning was, like, wow, like, why are there so many brownie faces? And how do they get these? How are these measured? Uh, No, it just, it it really just depends on how much money the owner is willing to pay for a bribe to get that sign. Um, So things like that don't really mean anything. Um, Certain fire codes, um, it's, again, just about paying bribes. They might come in and say, hey, you actually owe more for taxes. And even though it's, like, more of an unfounded claim, you just have to pay it. Otherwise, they can make your life hell. They can shut down your building, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that's just, you know, the good old Chinese way. Um, On a a different note, more of the cultural aspect, the Chinese um, way of just like saving face. So um, certain things that they do um, for status or maybe just um, how they look to others is very important. Um, Getting embarrassed, um, doing something that may not be considered like appropriate um, would be an example of losing face. So the Chinese are all about saving face, maintaining um, that quality. Um, so that's something in business that that they really have to work with um, is acknowledging that sort of culture. Um, it can be a little bit um, insincere sometimes, but um, helping that. And in my experience working with children, um, obviously you know about the one-child policy, um, yeah. which is slowly being lifted. Um, but in China, if you're in a country of a, a billion and a half people and you have one child... 
that kid has to do really well so that they can get a good job and then in turn take care of mom and dad when mom and dad retire. So there's a lot of pressure on the parents to make sure that their kids succeed. So these parents have this one kid and that one kid is their world and it's their one shot of having a successful retirement. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of pressure uh, for that one kid to speak several languages to the... Robot voice! So... You're, it's up to you if this family is successful, is what you're saying, as the teacher of English. I think we may have lost her. Oh, dear. She went to robot voice for a moment. Yeah, I heard robot voice. Dude, dude. I heard dead air, which is our other favorite theme here. Dead air. Yay. Uh, I mean, it still shows that she's on the phone. Yeah, let's see if she comes back. But no, no, she's gone. She's dropped off. Let's see if we can get her back real quick. All right, I'll try. I'll try real quick. It says I'm here. She sent me. I'm here. here. I'm here. Let's try this again. Uh, Can we ask her some questions about the park? Yeah, we're going there next. No, I want to know more about China. Thanks, Shanghai. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, so uh, Rich goes. Hey, let's get to the park. So, yeah, I'm like, are we going to ask her any questions about the park? Or? I'm like, okay, fine, fine. So well, you it's like, it seemed like Drunky was at the bar. He's like, so, uh, you've been coming here long? And uh, <laughs> what can you tell me about your past? Yeah, <laughs> again, apologies. Yeah. yeah, right? Seriously. She's got a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend, Drunky. <laughs> we also talk over each other constantly. In case you don't, don't know. What? <laughs> Well, what do you want to hear about the park? Everything. I mean, right, you know, so there's only everything. everything. Yeah, so, like, what was your first impression uh, walking in? Um, first impression walking in was excited. Um, it was a little hectic. I mean, I know everyone's heard the stories about Disney Town getting trashed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it wasn't so when I went. It was crowded. Um, and that's the reality of it. People are super curious. This is a brand new thing. Um, so finally getting into the park was great. Um, it is was it kind of like City Walk? Like, so Disney Town is kind of like the the entrance? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like downtown Disney at California? Exactly, exactly. But it's kind of separated because there's two entrances. So you come from the metro and you don't really walk through Disney Town. You walk, oh God, I don't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. Um, it's this beautiful pathway over looking like the lake thing that's there. I'm sure there's a name for the lake. Um, and then that takes you into where Disney Town is straight ahead. Or if you veer to the right, you see that, that Mickey um, fountain. And then you go into the park. Um, Whereas I believe if you come from by cab or by car, that would spit you out in Disney Town, and you have to walk through Disney Town to get to the front of the park. And from the looks, I mean, is it as does it look and feel as massive as it appears? Like, does, is the scale just that big? Yes. Um, yeah, the castle, especially. Obviously, everyone loves that. Well, not necessarily loves the castle, um, but loves to talk about the castle. It's big. Um, it is kind of this big hulking thing out in the middle of nowhere, um, but it's very grand, I think would be the best way um, to describe it. It's not like any castle you've seen. Um, the lack of Main Street 
I know um, some people were a little concerned about that. They actually incorporated it really well. Uh, one one thing that they're really going to have to be dealing with is is this level of crowds. Um, there's going to be so many people in this park, and having a main street would really bottleneck the number of guests coming in and coming out. Um, having more of this wide open sweeping Mickey Avenue. Uh, was actually incredibly comfortable. So it's very wide. They still have the shops. They have an emporium-like shop as you exit where you can get any last-minute gifts. Um, So it just feels like they took Main Street and they stretched it horizontally to give more space. Um, And that goes far out. And then you come to the the gardens of of the 12, oh, God, spirits um, that have all the the, the zodiacs. you have the Fantasia carousel, and it's very wide open. And as I was walking through, all I could think of was, there's going to be so much room for fireworks viewing. Yeah. Um, because it's so spread out and so wide that there, it's, they're going to be able to, to fit so many people in. And it didn't feel like a concrete wasteland. It didn't feel like it was just a bunch of open space because they incorporate the gardens, um, they have, you know, the carousel to the side. They've got Dumbo on the opposite side. So it didn't just feel like a big, barren emptiness. Um, it gave a lot of room for walking. And then, yeah, when it's going to be packed with, um, you know, 500,000 people, um, they'll all be able to view these fireworks overhead, provided that the pollution is okay. Yeah, right. I mean, because <laughs> that is interesting that like before you get to the castle, you have both the Dumbo ride and the carousel. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's it very was a unique. Little, yeah, it definitely was. The carousel is stunning, and I think it's in a perfect spot. You see the carousel; the castle's right behind it. Dumbo, I personally, felt a little just like just kind of thrown in, and it's it seems so small coming from Disney World with with our double Dumbo action now. Um, <laughs> it seemed quite small, um, but. Kids loved it. There were plenty of, obviously, people around experiencing it, and it, it makes for a gorgeous atmosphere, again, seeing that Dumbo ride with the castle set behind it. Um, so kind of a good way to disperse some people, but obviously the big draws were Tron, which is, um, you know, off to one side in Tomorrowland, and then Roaring Rapids, which is on the complete opposite side of the park. So they've kind of spread out their, their e-ticket rides um, quite well that it should help with guest flow. So which of those were you able to ride? Um, I rode Tron about five times with no weight, (laughs) which will never have it again. Um, Same with Pirates. Um, Pirates was uh, running and then off. It was up and down, up and down throughout Trilops. Um, But the second week, it was running pretty consistently to the point where we came out of um, after lunch and there was a cast member holding a sign that said zero minute wait for pirates um which again you'll never see again no. um, so we were able yeah, to walk right now <laughs> i'm oh. very fortunate i i don't deny that um roaring rapids unfortunately was not open um i did get to see some of the rafts they were running on last tuesday so just empty rafts um that hold, I think it was six people. Um, so they were coming down, which, so I assume those is, that's going to be a really popular attraction when the park opens, especially because it's going to be so hot. And Soren, 
had a consistently long line. It's called a soaring around, soaring over the horizon. Yeah, yeah. soaring around the horizon. Um, that had a two-hour wait um, all last week. So that was a really big pull. And you did um, that one as well? I did. I got to do it one time. So what? Um, the, the biggest question is, and yes. that this, this is the biggest question, what's the pre-show video? Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. Um, so I am a huge Patrick Warburton fan. Yes, yes. And so that, that pre-show has been so important to me. Um, I didn't catch the whole show. We came in um, uh, like about 30 seconds into it. And, of course, my Mandarin is non-existent. So um, I couldn't follow it perfectly. But um, my boyfriend, who speaks um, and understands Mandarin, he was translating a bit that it was it's a woman she's very um she's kind of like a mystic she's very uniquely dressed and she's very um she's a little crazy uh, a little eccentric i think is the word and she's explaining that you're going to be soaring around the world and then it gets to the safety part and it was a great homage to Patrick Warburton's where she um, instructs um, a guy wearing Mickey ears to take off his hat. Um, they get the kid um, locked in with his seatbelt. It's the same kind of safety seatbelt for the children. And he gives a big thumbs up and she gives it right back. Um, Good job. So mm. it, was, it was really funny that... Um, for those who have seen that safety video with right. Patrick Warburton, would be like, yo, they remembered. Whereas, they have a Chinese uh, version, so that still doesn't answer whether we're going to get Patrick Warburton back here or not. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good question, because the woman in the video, she, we couldn't tell if she was Chinese um, or or if it was really her speaking Mandarin, but her vo her um, her mouth movements were like perfectly speaking, and mm. I don't know if it was a voiceover or her real voice, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I wonder if they re-recorded her speaking English, or if they're yeah. gonna what? Rhiannon, do scale of one to ten, how disappointed will you be if it's not Patrick here? <laughs> Fifty-seven. Okay, just what I thought. So, but I don't think I was hoping maybe we would they would we would learn a little bit from that video about what we're getting here. And I I don't know. I'm not sure if that's going to be if that is a sign or not. That's really going to be hard to tell. Yeah, well, because this video it was all of the guests in the video are Chinese. So yeah. it's my assumption that they made that video specifically for China. Um, the theming of the ride because it's um in and Adventure Isle about Patrick Warburton at all. No, well, no, they don't know who he is. <laughs> And they've definitely never seen the Emperor's New Groove. Um, his best and If so, work. it wasn't his voice anyways. Right. And the theming of, of the ride there is, is um, it kind of felt, the queue was very Indiana Jones-esque. It was very, you know, world awesome. explorer, um, ancient kind of cave. Um, I, if you've seen the photos, the sky in the queue is like painted like the Milky Way and the stars um so i don't really know how they're theming it in the parks or at california adventure mm. everything i've seen it looks kind of the same so it'll be interesting all right you mentioned you did get to go on pirates of the uh, what yes. uh, the buried treasure right pirates of the caribbean battle for the sunken treasure yes yes skipper's been wanting to know about this forever forever so, it was Help skipper to i loved know what it this is about okay so 
it's very much um, ingrained in like um, the story of kind of the story of Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. So the second film, this is nothing like the original ride um, at home. Um, the intro is when you're in your boat and they take you kind of through the, the caves and they've got um, great little nods to the original ride where they're showing some pirate scenes. The difference is um, instead of animatronics, they're just skeletons. So yeah, you're I saw seeing that. these scenes. But, but the pirates have long since died. Um, even the poor, um, the dog with the keys and, and the, the three pirates in jail, they have turned to skeletons. That's um, awesome. So kind yeah, of a really morbid cool. nod to it. It was really cool. Um, all narrated in Chinese. Um, you go down the big, um, the big drop, and now you're in water, and then you're greeted by Jack Sparrow. Um, the really cool thing about Jack Sparrow's animatronic. Hey, is he a skeleton, too? Um, What's that? Did you see a skeleton too? Um, do you do you want me to spoil? I don't. Can I spoil it? We'll do a spoiler alert here. Spoiler alert. Okay. Well, if you've <laughs> seen the video, the if you do not want spoilers, right. yeah. If you've seen like if Matt Fenimore's video, then then you'll know. So I'll just explain anyway. Um, it's a skeleton that you're looking at, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's a boom of thunder and lightning strikes, and all of a sudden, the skeleton has transformed into Jack Sparrow. Awesome. Um, and his animatronic is, again, just a sign of how far technology has come and how cool it is to see these brand new rides. Because on the Jack Sparrow animatronic, every single one of his fingers moves. Nice. And it's just really, really cool to see that attention to detail. So he speaks to you in Mandarin. Um, my general gist of it is that he's saying that he wants to go after this treasure that Davy Jones has. And in order to do that, he's got to send us down under the depths. So he's like, all right, see you later, dudes. And then you you carry on. Um, the boat spins, so depending on what they want you looking at. Um, and then they send you backwards, and you you know plummet down underwater. And that's where um, everybody's beloved screens come in. Um, <laughs> they... Uh, they did a really good job with the screens. Again, it's like something very unlike Disney's ever done before. Um, they do a great job of making you really feel like you're being submerged. Um, so you're surrounded by all these boats underwater. They take you through. But not only just the screens, they had amazing, massive set pieces. So you actually go through um, the Flying Dutchman. You're going through these ruins of, of, of ships. Um, so you didn't feel like you were just sitting watching a movie. You really nice. were going through everything. Um, they take you through, um, let you just kind of experience this underwater world. Um, and then you start to get to Davy Jones's lair where you're coming up to the Flying Dutchman. Um, his his um, one of his, his first mate, Macus, is the big hammerhead shark. He bursts out and starts yelling at you in Chinese. And then you come up to Davy Jones at his organ. And he stops the organ, turns around, and starts yelling at you in Chinese, probably like, you will rue the day that you ever crossed me. <laughs> I don't know, something about debt and krakens um and that but that's another great animatronic where every single one of his tentacles is moving oh um, that's awesome yeah it looks so really, really did it, you not watch the video junkie it looks great i to be honest i 
I've always I have not watched the full video of any of the things. I watched a little bit of the Tron, but I did not see the video of this. I saw a little bit of the big, the sort of the. I think it was actually your video, Molly, of, of like coming up from under the water and then like. Oh yeah, is that I you was that screaming. screamed? <laughs> is that you that like screamed profanities in the ride? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I, I watched that and I thought that was really cool. Or like the ships are kind of going up and down, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, especially not knowing what to expect, because I went in not knowing anything. I didn't read the synopsis of the ride. I didn't watch any videos. I just wanted to be completely surprised. So all this new technology coming out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah, when when you decide to re-emerge over water, that feeling that you were really coming up was freaking terrifying. Um <laughs> So they did an incredible, I don't know how they did it. The second time I wrote it, I was like trying to look around and be like, are we really floating? Yeah. Um, so the technology of that track was awesome. And cool. um, so by the end of the ride, um, Jack and Davy are, are sword fighting and Jack uses his little tricks to um, end up blowing up Davy Jones and the whole Dutchman. And then you are shot backwards through the rest of the ride. Um, only to find that all of the treasure Jack found has turned to dust. Oh. Um, yeah, so uh, typical well, poor Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, I mean, you know, not speaking any Mandarin, I could still follow the ride very well. Um, yeah. There was really, I had no qualms with it. I'm not one of those people that expects everything to come with an English subtitle because the reality is this park is not for English speakers. It's for the, you know, 300 million Chinese that are in within a two-hour drive of the park. Um, so for them, it's it's going to be unlike anything they've ever been able to experience. Well, it's not like they're giving large pieces of dialogue, I'm sure, too. I'm sure it's mostly uh, short bits where you can kind of exactly. tell what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, so is that your favorite of all, of all the rides that you checked out? or? Um, it was for me, just being a big... Um, Pirates film fan. Um, of course, there's no denying that Tron was um, another, like, incomparable to anything that Disney or any theme park has ever done. Um, all of Tomorrowland, it's like finally the Tomorrowland that, that we deserve. It's finally a, a new Tomorrowland that has technology that doesn't look dated. Yeah. Um, you kind of walk oh, through Disney. So they know how to do this, they're just choosing not to. Correct. <laughs> Just exactly. check it. Yep, Clearly. yep, that's, that's kind of what it is. Um, they, the, the use of lights in the park, I mean, when you see Tron after the sun goes down, that glowing blue light, um, and as the ride's going through, they have the ride where when it dispatches, it launches you outside. So every two minutes, you can sit out there and watch the ride going by before it, you know they're transported into the ride building. So um, cool. It was really, it felt like you were stepping into the movie or, you know, even stepping into the video game. Um, the use of, of the, the, the light cycle, the bike, um, having, having guests sit in that bike. Um, I was a little concerned that it was going to be uncomfortable. Um, it was actually really comfortable. Um, you, you lean in, so you're sitting like you're sitting on a bike, and you grab onto the handlebars. And when you pull the handlebars towards you um, is when the back casing kind of comes over you, and it, and it fits your size. Um, so you're locked in bottom and top. 
Um, and it, you don't feel like you're sliding around, but you also don't feel pinched in. Um, it just felt very natural. Um, for people that um, whose dimensions might not work in that kind of seat, or for people who have handicaps. Um, Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I told you to turn the videos off of my face. <laughs> it, it, and sorry, well, so for some, some of us who are a little larger... Um, or if you're just not comfortable you know leaning on your chest for an entire ride yeah um they have um seats regular ride seats um on some of the cars oh really Um, so you could just ride it like a regular old roller coaster so when you walk up is it sort of like a a turn left for the is it how's that work um, what I was told, and again, it's a lot of people say based on what they experienced, and I don't know if this is the standard practice, um, but I was told that not every car has the, the handicap seats, um, but the ones that do, if <laughs> the, um, the loaders will just fill up every seat. So if you end up being in that last row, and that car ends up being the one with the handicap, unless you say something, they're just going to stick you in those back yeah. seats. Um, so I think it's the kind of thing where you would just have to communicate yeah. when you get to loading. Um, and hopefully the, like the language barrier wouldn't be an issue. I'm, uh, in my experience, um, most of the cast members spoke very basic Chinese. You know, if you could say how many there were in your party in English, or speak basic English. Um, but I don't know if you'd be able to say, hey, I, I don't want to ride the bike. I want to sit in the seat. I don't know if they would know what you're What's, saying. You have to mime a little bit. Okay. Next question. One question. I have to ask for Derek. He wants, Derek Bergen wants to know, oh, are hi, there Derek. lockers then? Because there doesn't <laughs> yes, to there be anywhere lockers. to put your bags. There are lockers. Um, it was just like at Universal where, you know, you tap on the touch screen, you get yeah. your locker, you have it for three hours. Um, and then you come back. Um, okay. Very seamless, super easy. There were plenty of lockers. Um, there was also, though, a lot of people brought their phones because, you know, yeah. got to be the first to upload a video. Um, there's a little, um, um, op- uh, like a container in the front of your bike that you can open, put your cell phone in, and then oh, close it. Like a glove box? Um, and it's cool. sealed pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, it was a little glove box. Um, so that was cool. I, I was a little too nervous to put mine in. Um, I didn't want to be the first girl to lose a phone at Disneyland. Um, but well, of course, you couldn't tell anybody it. about it because it'd be gone. <laughs> so it'd be tough. Yikes, the other question. Um, oh, shoot. What was I going to ask about it? About the giant gator. Oh, I don't know about, ask the, about giant the giant gator. gator. Oh, my God. That's all I really want to know about because there's nothing on it. So that's that's. I, like at Roaring Rapids, correct? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. that's the only. So all I know is there's this giant gator. <laughs> I think like <laughs> so. What you don't already know? Um, I guess I think it's like protecting the the area. So like if you're exploring through it and he's trying to protect it, all I know is from the merchandise is they're marketing a lot of like Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy. Um, for the ride, uh, looking like explorers, you know, with compasses and walking sticks, and they all look terrified. Um, And there's this big-ass gator thing that's apparently terrifying, and, you know, their marketing shirt's like, I survived Roaring Rapids, so I guess it's supposed to be quite thrilling. They're also marketing a lot of really cutesy baby gator stuff. So I don't know if Evil Gator Monster has a baby, or if they (laughs) just, like, kawaii-fied him. Um, But... 
Well, they, they did, did that with the Yeti, too. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. The, the Yeti. Yeti. You have, like, That's the shirt. That's true. That's the Yeti. And then you have the baby Yeti and, like, a little quilt. And it's, like, a cat Yeti. I'm not sure how the Yeti turns into a cat, but. Yeah, that's a good um, point. So I'm not sure if 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 they're just yeah cutifying it for the sake of marketing it to the kids, or if yeah, or if that'll come. Oh, into I remember play. what I wanted to ask you about the park. <laughs> um, demographically, what does it yes. seem like? What, what kind of people are filling the theme park jobs in Shanghai? Like here, you know, comparatively to Florida, it's typically you got a whole lot of really young people typically that are kind of looking to also do something else probably down the road like is this are people seeing a disneyland job as a career or is this similar demographic or what have you noticed that's a good question um because i've kind of been trying to figure that out myself um all of the cast members have been quite young so that same kind of demographic you see at disney world where it's um you know kids in their 20s who are kind of just doing this job. What I don't know is, I don't know if these are full-time jobs, part-time jobs. I don't know how the pay is. Obviously, um, uh, work wages in China are much different. I'm not sure how it works with minimum wage, etc. So I don't know what kind of people they're attracting. If these are college kids working part-time, if um, they're kids that maybe haven't gone to college or graduated and live at home and just want a job right now. Um, There's a lot of kids and kids, um, 20-somethings in China who have maybe finished college but still live with their parents. That's just kind of what they do. They live at home. Yeah. Um, So they don't really have to work. They're not failures. (laughs) At least Um, single child households. Well... Yeah, because especially from my experience, because I, I mainly work with, with women, um, because working in, in education, you're going to find a lot of women. Um, so the girls, I don't think there's still as much pressure to, like, maybe start a career that that um, it's still maybe about getting a husband and um, starting their family. Um, so the girls will typically live at home until they get married, and then they'll um, move in with their husband and his family. So for for where I work, it's a lot of yeah girls at home who are just kind of working as something to do, maybe a little extra income. Um, with Disneyland, I don't know what the case is, if, if it's the similar thing. Um, I don't know that that would be their career, is working at the theme park, you know, serving corn dogs. Yeah. Um, because it seems like just that's even exactly. here in Florida, that's changed over the years. You know, since it since it opened, where it used to be a little more like full timey kind of people, and that seems to be going away. In my in favor opinion. of interns part time, absolutely. Basically, um, so I was curious if that continued. And then another thing, just culturally with cast members um, there, um, you know, here obviously it's in it's it, they are definitely wanted to like smile and and culturally is that kind of the same thing i i don't i don't i don't know that much about chinese culture but it doesn't seem as like hey let's smile and wave to everybody kind of culture is that something that's still pushed in the parks uh it it very much is pushed in the parks and it's um very different from what chinese culture is like that big in your face smiling and waving and have a magical day um is is a very new concept but all of the cast members were doing it in full force. You could tell that they were very much trained on it. And granted, this is trial ops. This is their yeah. first impression. Who knows what they're going to be doing six months from now when they've had to do it every single day. Um, 
because you know any any I think any cast member can speak from experience of once you've done the same thing over and over. Sure. Uh, maintaining that magic can be difficult, but it's kind of our job to keep that up. Um, everybody, though, had both hands up, waving, smiling, saying hello, wow. just from walking by. Um, it was really sweet hearing um, Chinese girls saying, have a magical day, or um, sometimes the, it wasn't translated uh, perfectly. So it was like, the day of magic to you, uh, which was... <laughs> Really, I actually like that better. Really sweet. Me too. I was like a magic for you on this day. Um, <laughs> very so. Um, I think so that with Disney World, you you have that sort of sensation that people are drawn from all over the country and world even to come work there, as evidenced by their name tags and it says where they're from. Is there that sense in Shanghai where? they're drawing people from all over China or is it really just sort of locals who are getting jobs because they live nearby? Yeah, definitely not drawing from all over China um, just yet. Um, Shanghai is very much um, a kind of melting pot of Chinese. Uh, there's not a lot of... There are plenty of native Shanghai, but a lot of people will, will move to Shanghai to get jobs. Um, mm. So... I, I don't know how many of the cast members are um, authentically Shanghainese that grew up in Shanghai or if they moved out here maybe for school or just for a job. Um, so it's a little hard to tell. I don't think Disney quite yet has that branding of, hey, I'm going to move across the country to start a career with Disney um, because it, it just doesn't exist the way that it does in the United States where you think, okay, I'm going to get my start in Florida. I'm going to put Disney on my resume because any other company that sees that understands what the Disney name means and understands yeah. what that means for me to work there. In China, working for Disney means nothing. Not right. necessarily. I mean, Disney's still a recognized brand, but they don't under maybe understand that working for Disney means a very high level of quality and a very um, high expectation of, of your work abilities. Um, so maybe with this park, that'll, that'll kind of start to show if they can maintain that quality in the park. But I don't think it's quite there yet. Yeah. Well, Molly, you've gotten your first here on the show. The, the hashtag to ask is Ask Sour Boner. You got your first Ash Sour Boner here. Um, oh, nice. Question <laughs> from uh, Finn, Finn TPD on Twitter. Would like to know, honest question, is the smog an issue at the park for sight lines, color sharpness, et cetera, or not? Hashtag so, thanks, Shanghai. Oh, yeah, thanks, Shanghai. Um, I, uh, the, the smog. Um, uh, when the park was announced most recently um they had been talking about how china was actually closing something like 200 factories um to prepare for opening day um china will sometimes close factories on certain days if the smog has gotten too bad to give the the air a chance to kind of clean out again and then they go back to pumping out the factories um so because the chinese government has such a um, big stake in this park um, I'm wondering if certain days have been better air days because of Disneyland. Um, when I went 
two weeks ago. It was that first week of trial ops. It was kind of just a rainy day. So it was, it was gray skies, but more from the weather. Last week, though, they were doing a lot of media stuff. They were filming a lot. Um, all the um, publicity people were out taking photos. Um, and the skies were bluer than I have seen in weeks. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, yeah. No, I'm I, sure it's not. I very much think that was planned. Um, well, I know they did a lot of that for the Olympics back in the day. Yes. You know, so it's yes. similar world stage for this. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't want to see a commercial for Shanghai Disneyland with a white sky. Um, but like now today, the past three days have been polluted days. Um, so it's it, you know it's not feasible that they can just close all the factories forever just for Disneyland. Right. I'm sure that that first week of June 16th and on will have hopefully blue skies, but it's not something they can maintain forever. Gotcha. Um, so the answer really is sort of no, there wasn't when you were there, but that's possibly manufactured by. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Um, Shanghai doesn't have air quite as bad as Beijing, which is why I'm baffled that Universal's building in Beijing. But all right. Um, but so Shanghai, we we have usually lightly. How far apart polluted. are those two places? Um, like comparatively to the U.S. It would be oh gosh, don't quote me because I haven't been out to Beijing personally yet. Um, it depends on how you get there. I, I think it would just, be like a like, two-hour thing. Like how's it feel? Two hours. By train? From Beijing to Shanghai? No, oh, by train bad. it would be longer. A two-hour plane ride. Oh, plane, plane ride. Sorry. Mm. Um, I think it would be like, oh. like Florida to, to Jersey. Okay. Um, okay. So it's so okay. So it's a it's a concern. Oh. They're not they're not neighbors. No, 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 no. It's definitely um, Shanghai's um, considerably more. Shanghai's kind of in central. Um, if you're going from north to south, whereas Beijing Bay literally means north, um, so Beijing is the north capital. So that's um, further up north. Um, so yeah, they're definitely not neighbors. Um, you usually take like an overnight train to get there. Um, so Beijing is notorious for for pretty bad smog. Um, okay, I would like your. I'm just gonna give you. <laughs> I like. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna paraphrase something that I saw during the uh, <laughs> Disney Town opening. Oh boy. And I'd just like to see if this is what you've experienced there. There was the photo that came out of the kid pooping in the bushes, right? <laughs> and somebody, what I'm paraphrasing, someone saying, well, for people in China, that's they live in, like, they, they, they have outhouses, so this is, this isn't that shocking. Is that something that, that you've experienced? It's not shocking at all. I see a kid squatting um, at least once a week. Um, Shanghai, it's a little less um, seen. It's definitely not frowned upon um, because kids, that's just kind of how it goes. Kids wear split pants. Um, all their, their little kids have pants with a little slit in the back. So when they got to go, they they, they go. Um, so that is true. So that is that is a accurate statement from what you've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's that's the nature of it. Um, they claim that kids are potty trained much quicker in China, though. Um, so so they go when they gotta go and where they gotta go. Um, you gotta go and when you gotta just, go. Yeah, that's just kind of the nature of it. Um, that's why we don't couple, swim with Skipper Dick Ritchie. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, on the Metro that was a, a couple baby weeks Ruth ago. Bar. 
They uh, just had a kid. Dad just held his daughter over a trash can. Um, but I will say, Disney Town has just literally rolled in um, some. They're almost like porta potties. They're these big metal trailers that are just toilets. Oh uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they use those at like golf tournaments down here. Here, you know, they'll they'll have them sausage for parties. No golf <laughs> tournaments, Skipper. Oh, okay. Whatever you say. Okay, I have an excellent idea. Let's change the subject. <laughs> you don't want to talk about poop? Um, no, Very how about the food? I just yeah. 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 the zebra right dome. Uh, what's the food like there? Um, the food's been uh, very good. Um, a lot of different varieties. Um, some of it kind of has a Chinese flair. Um, but something I've noticed in all the international parks, you know, when you go to Tokyo Disneyland, you don't find Japanese food in the parks because they want to experience American food and, and different types of food because they're experiencing something new. Um, China was kind of the same way. You can still get your dumplings, your rice, your noodles, um, squid. I did have squid. But they also had hot dogs, hamburgers, corn dogs, um, and um, popcorn and Mickey pretzels, you know, the standard fare. Um, We went to Barbosa's and tried all of the barbecue on the menu. So the Barbosa's restaurant is right next to the Pirate's Ride. Um, We were able to get grilled squid, um, barbecue chicken and ribs, and all were really great. With the with the barbecue chicken, they give you um, plastic gloves to wear while you eat them with your hands. Huh. Um, <laughs> um, okay. The squid, everything's you know served with rice. Um, so yeah, the food it was it was good. Um, the pricing wasn't too bad. Um, I think some some Chinese guests I was reading on like Weibo on our social media in China were complaining that it was too high. But by, by Disney park standards, um, you're paying about 75 to 95 RMB, Chinese yen, um, for a combo. So that included your entree and a drink. Um, now, what, what would you consider the quality to be like? I mean, comparative to other just obviously not high-end dining in Shanghai, but something equivalent, some kind of not the McDonald's, but not high-end. Is it still it, good or is it kind of crappy? No, it was it was on par with like standard Disney parks quick service meals where it's not like total crap. Um, you're you know you're kind of overpaying because you're in the park, um, but the quality is still good. It's kind of you you buy it for the novelty of it, right? I mean, I didn't expect a Mickey shaped pizza to taste amazing, <laughs> and it wasn't I, amazing. But yeah, it I was, guess it meant more like for the squid or the rice that kind of thing, like where they would have a good comparative, uh, you know, control for this experiment. Sure. Um, I, I personally can't say I've had squid outside of Disneyland, um, but it was good. Um, so I think it was, it was pretty just like standard, like, all right, this is park food. Um, I could probably get it better somewhere else in Shanghai, but as it is, it was still very much serviceable and enjoyable. Um, so everything we ate did taste very good. Um, in Shanghai, there's a very big range of cost of food. Um, if you go for more Chinese cuisine, like Chinese food on the street, you can get food for really cheap. If you go for a Western restaurant, um, you'd be paying more American prices. Um, so for what we paid, I think we got 
what we paid for. It, it didn't seem that exorbitant, and the quality was there, and it was good. I mean, you know, the Chinese can do rice, you know, blindfolded in their sleep. Um, so there was really no issues there. Everything was was um, definitely good. I, I have a very important question. Yes. Um, in, you know, Disneyland Park, but then also Disney Town and sort of the area, the resorts... What's the alcohol situation yeah. in Shanghai and the parks and like the resort? What, what, what how do people see it there? What, what, what would I expect alcohol-wise in the resort town area? Um, I might have to do a little more personal research for you because I didn't. For science. Any, yeah, of course. I need. I need to do it. I gotta do it for the bloggers, right? Um, I didn't see any alcohol, but Disney Town's not fully open yet. I was only there during the day. Um, they are opening um, some very nice restaurants. There's going to be a Club Thirty Three in Disney Town. Um, so I expect the alcohol. Oh, in Disney Town. In Disney Town, yes. Um, hmm. And yeah, it's like right overlooking. There's a there's a special entrance um, from Disney Town into the park, kind of near Tomorrowland, which is right oh. next to Club Thirty Three. So Club Thirty Three overlooks the park. Um, there was like a second floor, and like oh my god, it will have great fireworks viewing because you can just see the castle from it perfectly. Um, and they have their own special um, kind of external entrance, kind of like how Epcot has the the World Gateway entrance. Um, so Disney Town, they're building a few restaurants that will definitely have alcohol. Um, we have a popular chain called Blue Frog that'll um, that has like something like a hundred different types of shots. Um, we're building a cheesecake factory. Um, so there will be restaurants with alcohol um, in Shanghai Disneyland. Obviously, I don't believe any alcohol since it is you know a castle park. Um, and I right. think Paris is the only is the only uh, country that was able to fight for a change. Those in that. lucky bastards. <laughs> of course. We <laughs> oui, oui. um, As far as the resorts go, I haven't gotten to go to the resort yet because they're still not technically open. Mm. Um, I, I anticipate the Disneyland hotels should have a nice bar, but nothing that I've heard about yet. Um, not sure about Toy Story Hotel. Um, drinking drinking exists in China. Um, I don't think they have a drinking culture quite like they do at home in the States. Um, Chinese people don't drink as much, and I don't think drink as like casually with dinner as, say, we do. Um, so it's interesting. You know, I don't think they'll be having a food and wine festival anytime right. soon. Um, but I'm sure there will be options. But um, like the lo I more like the lonely businessman kind of drinking. Um, yeah, yeah, and sometimes maybe just for the novelty of, like, again, if you're in a Western restaurant, um, my experience, though, going to, quote-unquote, Western restaurants in, in China is they really don't know how to mix a drink, um, so we, we've ended up with some very questionable, um, types of alcohol, but it also worked out in my favor, because, like, I ordered a spike milkshake at a diner, and it was, like, 50% bourbon, um, so no complaints there at in the morning so yeah i'm not I really like sure this girl <laughs> bourbon 10 in the morning that's what, what about, i'm talking about what about what? like i know that i told you asian cultures they they tend to smoke a lot is there like a lot of smoking in the park 
I was actually pleasantly surprised. Again, granted, this was trial ops, um, but I really didn't notice that much smoke. You notice it a lot more in Disneyland Paris, which was like, oh, you walk into clouds of it. Um, in Shanghai, I didn't notice it too much, but again, I don't know what it'll be like when it's open to the general public. Um, they asked in... In the queues, there were announcements that asked, please do not smoke in the queues. Um, in the waiting area for the castle show, I think it's Mickey's Fantasy Enchantment Fair. I don't remember what it's called. I'm sorry. Um, but for the castle show, they also made an announcement, please refrain from smoking. Um, because, yeah, you're packed in. Um, I didn't notice anybody walking around with, smoke, with cigarettes. Um, but that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Um, Disney Town, a little different. I think there was a little bit more smoking in Disney Town. But, um, yeah, nothing that I, I wasn't walking through and thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a problem. So, right. no, I didn't encounter that. I think that's even funny to imagine smoking in a queue. You know, <laughs> just yeah. right. But it's, I mean, that's accepted. You go into restaurants yeah. and, you know, the states haven't had smoking areas and restaurants in years. But you go to Starbucks and you go upstairs and people are smoking. So it's hmm. it's just one of those yeah. realities of it. Um, who have been, you because you're mentioning the trial ops, um, for the most part, who's in the parks then? You, because you worked um, for like a different part of the Disney company. Who else is in there? Yeah, so Disney cast members and their family and friends. So that also means all of the Shanghai Disneyland local staff, all the Chinese staff, their family and friends could go. Um, we personally, because we're not... is it free or are people paying? No, we, we were given, um, from my area of the company in, um, in publishing and consumer products, we were able to get four tickets for one day. And we could just distribute them as we wanted. It wasn't like we had to presently be there with them. We just had, all right, I got four tickets um, to give away, not to sell. If you sell them, you get deported, obviously, just like at home. Um, I think Parks cast members, though, were given more tickets. Like, they would get four tickets for several days. So they had a little bit more to give away. So you saw a lot of um, friends and family and maybe friends of friends. Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of sharing around. Um, there's uh, something in China called guanxi, which is your relationship with other people. So, you know, if if you're a guy whose daughter works at the park and she got these tickets and you want to help your guanxi with a business partner or you want to repay somebody that has done you a favor, maybe you'd give, give your pal a ticket and then they would get to go to Disneyland. Um, so a lot of that, like, sharing, just redistributing um, to kind of do a favor or pay back somebody. Um, so I think that could be a lot of, of people. Um, I had a, one of my students I saw in the park with her dad. No idea how she got tickets, but, yeah, it's like maybe they knew somebody. Yeah. yeah so I, I have kinda... a question that's personal to me. What is the merchandise like there? Um, merchandise was, was cool. Um, they have, you might have seen some of the um, park-specific ears. Um, a lot of the ear headbands, they do a really nice Chinese-style um, headband with the, with the peony, a very famous flower. Um, they have a lot of ear hats, the Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man ear hats, um, and the Tron ear hats were um, something really special to the park. Um, they're really playing up the 12 zodiacs, 
um, which uh, my friend Adam actually um, got to do the designs for those. Um, so, you know, all the 12 zodiacs, all of the animals, you know, you're the monkey, yeah. you're, you're the sheep, you're the ox. They've, they've assigned existing Disney characters to those, but they've um, redesigned them to be a little bit cute. It's, again, that very Asian yeah. cute. Um, so you can buy all kinds of products. Um, very, very popular among the Chinese. Um, your zodiac um, holds a lot of significance. So they make great gifts. So you go to Disneyland and you want to bring back a gift for your friend who is the year of the monkey. Then you go and you bring them this cute little monkey. Um, I think it's Abu, right? Um, Keychain. I um, think I know somebody who could use that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, So it's great because that's like 12 new like marketable characters that they have. Um, There's been a lot of Fantasia stuff. Really, really beautifully designed. Um, the Fantasia horses um, for the carousel. Um, you can get a lot of products with that. The t-shirts have been pretty cool. Um, one thing I found is a lot of the merchandise is in English. So for me as a foreigner, you know, I want I want things in Chinese. I want it to be distinctly Shanghai Disneyland. But the Chinese kind of like seeing the American alphabet and they like seeing the English, not American alphabet, I apologize, that's very <laughs> short sighted, but they like seeing the English alphabet. They like We seeing, like to thank um, the Phoenicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so most of the most of the t shirts and merchandise was in English, funnily enough. So that's just know what the is. twelve um, zodiac characters are, Rhiannon? Um, I've seen enough Chinese restaurant placemats, but sure, go ahead. Oh, I meant for Disney. Oh, like oh, the Disney oh okay, ones, sure, right? yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's Remy. You're the um, mouse? Babe the, the Blue Ox. You're the rat. You're the rat, yeah. yes. Yeah. Babe the I Blue Ox. I think I'm a rat, actually, so I think Remy's mine. All right, cool. Um, you got Tigger. You've got Thumper. You've got Mushu. You're, You're the dragon. dragon. <laughs> and uh, the the snake from the Jungle Book. I can't. It's Ka. written really small. Ka. Ka. And Maximus, the horse. You've got the Jolly Holiday Lambs. Oh, such a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> You've got Abu. Uh, Alan Adale from the Rooster from Robin Hood. Pluto. And Ham. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. All right. Nice. Yeah, I, I can't remember wondering. if I'm a dog or a rat. So I'm either Pluto or Remy, I guess. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, that's pretty cool. Good question. Um, so what else about the park? Anything else that je- that stands out to you about the parks that's different about than there from, uh, I mean, Disneyland slash Walt Disney World, the other American parks? Mm, just, again, like that technology just being as great as it is. Um, the queues have definitely been made to accommodate um, the Chinese culture of 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 queuing or lack of queuing. Um, the queues are very much like more single person. Um, cast members have turnstiles um, at the end of the queues that they can lock and unlock. So if they don't want people barging through... Um, they can lock it to keep people where they need to be. Um, I think safety is going to be a big priority in this park, um, just because, again, um, this population has never experienced a Disney park. You kind of have to train the guests on on how things need to run. Um, we, we experienced right before the parade, this is the longest parade route of any Disney park, and 
they a lot of the um, viewing areas don't have ropes, no stanchions, no ropes to keep people at bay, which meant um, a lot of people were running across the parade route right before floats would be coming down. Um, so safety is going to be a big priority for them, teaching people that like, hey, you can't just run across, not only for your own safety, but if one person runs across, it starts that chain reaction of now everybody's crossing because they think it's okay. But that's yep. something we experience at Disney World. I've seen it personally. You know, it's not limited to the Chinese. I've seen plenty of American moms running across with their kid um, because maybe they don't realize, you know. So they've done a really good job of, of keeping cast members really alert to something like that. Um because safety is going to be a big thing because with a park of this scale, um, training your guests on, on how to act um, is going to be big. And like, you know, you look at, at Tokyo um, and how, how well they do with um, sitting in the front, standing in the back, you know, everybody does it a certain way. Um, I, well, we'll never get to that point. Um, I think maybe people will slowly start to say, okay, this is how things are run here and this is how it'll go. Um, so I think they've been um, really um, proactive about um, any issues that they might face. They did a great job with it. Have you gotten a sense for whether this is going to be a day park or a resort destination at all, mostly? Like, uh, you know, Walt Disney World versus, like, you know, Six Flags over, you know, just the way that the mentality of the guests? Sure. Um, I want to say it might be more of a day park just because of the ease of getting there. You know, it's right on the metro. So you just take the metro and you go for the day and you go home. I don't know that, like, coming, staying at the hotel, making it into a big trip is quite what some people are planning on doing. Um, because the only theme parks that we have here right now are usually, like, those day parks. Um so this might transform it, though, because Shanghai Disneyland is way out there in Pudong, not close to anything but the airport. So maybe families will start to make um, uh, a nightly, uh, like a weekend trip out of it. Um, you could definitely, you know, I definitely don't think you can do the whole park in a day. I mean, the size is vast. Um, but I do think it's definitely serviceable as like a one-day kind of thing yeah. to come do the rides see the fireworks and then get crammed into the metro to go home did you do the uh, P uh peter pan i did do peter pan and i heard that um, was different too if it was i didn't really notice um i think the ride might have been a little bit longer definitely updated in the like everything's a little bit newer um there, I haven't ridden it enough times in Disney World because of the wait time to really know many differences. Um, one thing, though, that stood out to me was that it's not a continuous loading dock like it is at home, where all of the um, all of the ships are going and going, and you walk on that moving sidewalk. Um, they only load two ships at a time and then send them out. Um, and I think that was more for safety. Um, Instead of having a uh, you know a dozen people all clamoring to get onto that moving <laughs> sidewalk, um, it was a little bit more controlled. Like the older rides at Disneyland, um, where yeah you load two cars and then they go, and you load two cars and then they go, um, so they can stop and start it at any time. But on the contrary, the Buzz Lightyear ride did have that Omni Mover, the continuous um, walking and getting in. So I'm not sure what their reasoning might have been, if it was for safety or if it was just kind of the nature of the ride. 
Um, anything else that any any other things that jumped out at you as differences? Um. Mm, no, oh, there's this is such a stupid random thing. Um, Spider-Man speaks Chinese. No kidding. So you meet Spidey, you can meet Captain America, who speaks English, um, and then you go and meet Spider-Man, and Spider-Man only speaks Mandarin. Um, so that was kind of a unique experience. So Captain America um, speaks English, obviously. Yes. America. Yes. But awesome. Spider-Man speaks Chinese. And where do they meet? Do they meet in like out in the open, or do they have like a like, meet and greet? There's like a weird little shantytown tent. I don't think it's like a permanent location. Um, it's like a big Marvel tent. It's it's stunning inside, but it very much looks temporary. Um, That's totally. A, that sounds like a total Disney World move. It was it was very um, frozen summer fun uh, esque of like all right this is a pop up, um, so yeah you come in it was it was really gorgeous inside though um, there's a little shop um, they have all of the Iron Man suits on display including Veronica from um, Age of Ultron the big Hulk smasher one oh um, that's cool yeah so it's really cool seeing those on display they've got the Ant Man costumes on display they have this weird little corner. Um, with a big screen where they kind of do um, a quick, like, medley synopsis of all the Marvel movies. Um, so everything from the first Iron Man through Guardians of the Galaxy um, up till the um, Civil War um, film that we just had released this month. Um, so for people that maybe are not familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they can sit by, I mean, I watched it, and, and watch the kind of recap of all the movies, and it serves as, you know, one big commercial and trailer for Come See the New Film. Um, they do a really cool um, interactive game where you get to fight Hulk, so you're in the Veronica suit, the big Iron Man suit, and you use your hands to blast... Um, I don't know what the tech is called. The the Iron Man shooting laser thing yes. that you used to. You, know, you should know I'm, this, Skipper. Hey, don't get me involved. Um, you should know that. His <laughs> but it was um, pretty cool technology to get to um, fight on the screen. So kind of that like interactive video game. Um, and then you go through. They have that big, wide um, circle of all of the Iron Man suits. Um and then there's the Spidey meet and greet, which is inside. So you go into a separate room for Spidey, and Captain America meets more out, um, kind of like in Disneyland when they had Captain America meeting out in the open um, to kind of pull people in to go visit. Um, so yeah, it was really two meet and greets, um, a big mesh of trailers, a tiny shop, and the video game. So you know, no big attraction, but it was it was. Great as the two little meet and greets was pretty cool. Very it does, cool. but they are opening a Iron Man attraction somewhere in Asia, right? Like oh, I forgot. It's it's I based on like hearing a, about an Iron Man roller coaster, right? Well, I think it's based on like Star Tours. Like you're in one oh. of those type of things. Iron yeah, there they did. In fact, I think it's actually it's Hong Kong Disneyland. There you go. The Iron Man Experience. Yeah. So. Well, Hong Kong needs it, so um, they just don't have enough rides. So I think that would be good for them. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know that we're getting any um, 
Marvel themed attractions yet, but you know they're already planning their big expansion of Shanghai Disneyland. So who knows what we'll get? Crazy. Skipper, any other uh, questions about the park that you have? No, my question just kept going back to that same gator thing, and I kept, <laughs> well, and when we were talking, you're going to say pooping. No, no, that's that's Drunky's favorite. Um, <laughs> what? That's, that's Drunky's fetish. Uh, I'm kind of a bed now. Yeah, sure. But no, because mm-hmm. what I was going to say is the and and their merchandise kind of reminds me of it. Like Disney Twitter out here is freaking out because they're saying it's going to be the next Yeti where it was like this big, it was going to be this giant gator, and now they're saying the animatronic may not even work for opening. Oh, no! And, oh! Right? <laughs> so, when, 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 uh, when you said that you have your little, like, your social media out there, it was called Meebo, is that what it was? Weibo. W-E-I-B-O. Weibo. Weibo. So is there Weibo, twi- like, is there Weibo Disney or Disney Weibo? <laughs> Do they also get super bitter and freak out and... Just hate on everything they love. Um, I wouldn't know well enough because Weibo is um, entirely Chinese users. So if they're complaining, I can't read it. Um, <laughs> but most of most of the com- the hostility on social media in China has been that oh, it's going to be so crowded. Oh, it's going to be awful. It's going to be blah 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 because they don't you know I don't know that they necessarily trust the Disney quality. So I'm sure that they are also quite skeptical about um, the gator animatronic so if i find any complaints um i will definitely pass it along um yeah always keep us in the loop on that because we like uh we like outrage so we'd love to bring to bring that up on the show in the future (laughs) outrage on twitter yeah who would have thunk it any outrage on twitter definitely not but i can see how people are a little mistrusting of of something so grand as this giant gator animatronic that is promising to be so incredible and then if it fails like the yeti which poor joe roadie is still getting flack for yeah exactly um we'll see i'll let you know so skipper you're gonna have to wait on details about the gator that's fine (laughs) anything any final uh, questions about china no, I think I'm good. <laughs> Did you you just have to come see it for yourself. Obviously. Oh, that sounds good. I like that idea. Field trip. What was it? The the fifty shots from? at that uh, froggy. What was it? The what was the the, the, the chain blue that you frog. mentioned? Blue frog. Blue frog. Good. Yes. We're gonna do shots at the blue frog. Shots at the blue blue frog. That's where that's where we're starting. I'm super in. That's, that's my new zodiac animal. Awesome. The blue frog. There you go. <laughs> Any last things that uh, every that people should know about Shanghai, Molly? Um, the hmm, just the Shanghai Disneyland is great. That hold your skepticism. Don't base things off of YouTube videos of rides. Um, they've put a lot of heart and a lot of effort into this park to make it very much authentically Disney. This isn't a cheap Chinese knockoff, and while maybe some things are a little bit more Chinese, um, I think it's important to remember who this park was built for, That, and that I think we should be really glad that the that by tapping into the Chinese market, I think it should mean a lot of new opportunities for Disney parks internationally, that if this succeeds, it could be good for everybody. So, you know, go in with an open mind and be excited that now a billion 
more people can yeah. share our love of Disney parks. So when you say remember who it's made for, you mean bloggers, correct? Yes, only white English-speaking yep. male bloggers. Good. Good. So we're whoa, on the same whoa. page. You didn't mention angry or... I, I, <laughs> I thought that part goes without saying. Oh, okay. No, no. But, um, yeah, you know, just remember, this, this was built for a, a completely new demographic of people who are just getting into the Disney brand. This is Disney's attempt to make an impression for a whole different type of person. Um, and there is no point in saying, why did they get this and we don't? Because that's, that just is how it is. And I think we should be really excited that these new things are happening. So, and, you know, try and come to China. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Molly. We appreciate you coming by and telling us all about Shanghai. Thank you, guys. It was fun to, to get to talk about it. So, C -C yeah, if you have any more questions. What, C -C. Skipper? CC. Oh, 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 God. Xiexie. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I had a bad experience of meeting Mulan in Epcot where she said she she and oh Ooh. Mulan, you gotta you gotta brush up on your Chinese. Yeah, she's well, she's probably you using Google Translate the way I am. <laughs> I just I just hit the little thing that tells how do you say that? It sounded like she she to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely brush up on that Mandarin, and you will be great in Shanghai. No worries. <laughs> All right. So you plan on sticking there a while in uh, China? Definitely. Yes. Awesome. It's a great time to be here. So uh, I'll definitely keep updating all y'all on on the Shanghai Disneyland and everything. So if you guys ever make it over, you've got a tour guide. Awesome. Woo. Sounds great, Molly. Thank you Rock so much. Now. Thank you, Thanks, guys. Did everybody leave? No, just Molly. We're still I here. can leave. I figured that you were it's almost time. I figured. I said ten. I had seven minutes left. Yeah. How many Ask Sour Boners can we get in in seven minutes? Yes. Go. Do it. You ready for rapid fire? Oh, go, shit. Go, Not really. go, 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 go. I don't go, want to fucking go. Shots, shots. Rapid fire. And these are ask. These are Polly Ask Sour Boner rapid fires. Oh, those are funny. Oh. All right, here we go. Would you rather have a tail or horns? Tail. Horns. Horns, definitely. Have an extra finger or a missing rapid. toe? Missing toe. Extra finger. E extra finger. Oh, um. Weird. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do with it, though, Rihanna. No, Margarita God. or piña colada? Margarita. Margarita. Piña colada. Uh, Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Ooh. No. Um, Sorry, Twitter. Oh, this is a great one. It's have sex with a goat and no one will know or not have sex with a goat, but everyone will think you did. I'm going to go with the second one. I don't care what people think. <laughs> I think people probably already assume I have. You it just makes me think of Wayne's World. Like, this guy blows goats. I have proof. <laughs> Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl? Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Oh, uh, yeah. Were you guys upset when they switched uh, the locations? Nope. No, I don't care. Yeah, there was a lot of people. So, there you go. Those were Polly's Rapid Fire. Um, Sarah Biles says, what are your thoughts on people slash parents who don't approve of Disney selling alcohol at all in the parks? Don't. Fuck them. Seriously, I mean, 
That's yeah. Well, seriously, they're they're the worst, and they don't need to mm-hmm. be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are not um, our people. Those no. are not our people. What's your favorite? Uh, Shaley, Shelly. She told me. She said, "Tell us it's Shelly." Shelly would like to know what's your favorite attraction to ride shit faced. Not rock and roller coaster. Ooh. Or um, Kilimanjaro safaris. Can she just rephrase her question to be, "What ride do you not want to ride shit faced?" I would say, yeah. I think the one that would be the best um, was I, living with the land is great because it's just so chill. And it's like yeah. everything seems ten times more interesting. Okay, I guess my answer then would be Small World. That would be. That would be. Um, let's see. Um, Ooh, I like this. On aesthetics alone, what's the best logo of the Disney resorts? Oh. The best logo. I think Animal Kingdom Lodge, while it's one of my favorite resorts, has the worst logo. Really? I I really like the logo for the Grand Californian. Is that that sort of like Wilderness Lodge? I'm trying to see what the... I mean... Mine's totally all-star sports. Nice. All star sports. Um, based on aesthetics alone, um, definitely not any of the values. Always the worst. Oh yeah, um, Lodge is great. That's a good logo too. If we're talking, the thing with the, I would have to say my my answer goes to the contemporary, but not necessarily the most recent one. I like the one where it had the. Um, there was a logo for the contemporary that had the monorail going through the contemporary, and it was pretty great. But then there was the '90s logo where it was just a script. Cursive contemporary yeah, resort. Scribble. That's dumb. Resort. That was the worst. That was the worst. So uh, they've. I like the boardwalks these days. Yeah, boardwalks got a pretty good one. They've got real, especially on the merchandise. It's really good. Oh my good. god! Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'd have to go with you on that one. Boardwalk. Is it the one Stop on the stamp? Me. It just says boardwalk and has like a little stamp. It's a lot of times it's in part? light. They have some. It usually looks like so. I'm, I like that. I like that one. So you're going with Grand Californian, Skipper? Yeah, that's my favorite. It's pretty cool. It's a cool logo. All right. Um, Disney meetings would like to know what time is the three o'clock parade? How would you respond? Way too late. <laughs> I say it's wherever you're standing. <laughs> yeah. When you hit play, that's when it's on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, that was not that, that. That's actually uh, Scott Sanders forwarding the Disney meetings question. They did not actually re- interact with us. Yeah, um, um, a day would like to know if Tomorrowland. Let's say Tomorrowland is getting a complete refurb, but all the current attractions have to move to other parks. Which would you send where? Oi! People mover to Epcot. You have to. That would be I so great. Like I would just move everything to Epcot. Everything. Just move it all. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe except for Buzz Lightyear, put that in the new Pixar Land. But otherwise, just move it all to Epcot. Well, they all make I sense agree. in Epcot. Yeah, exactly. Especially since I think the future of Epcot is going to be a sort of a World's Fair theme anyways. And that's sort except, of where a lot of these attractions came from. So it's perfect. Just send them over there. Can we re-theme the... Indy Speedway to be Tron Speedway, and then put it in Epcot. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm in. Cool. I'm in. 
Uh, let's see. Um, Something you've never said before. Next question. <laughs> Shana Do Gross. Review would like, just has a, <laughs> there was this uh, hashtag going around this week that was bad celebrating buttons. You know, yeah, what, what the hell does that at? mean? What did that mean? No, like, it's what are awesome. stupid, stupid, bad things to put on, like the worst things you could put My on. My favorite like, was I Met Drunkie. Yeah. <laughs> things you wouldn't really want to put on a celebrating button. And Shana Do Review was, <laughs> I'm celebrating. Having numerous ass sour boner questions mentioned on three o'clock parade. Maybe worse would be I'm celebrating having all of my ass sour boner questions ignored. Oh, <laughs> poor Mr. Monkey. Oh yeah, oh. Uh, Brian, dirt cheap, dirt, dirt cheap Disney. This is a good question. Not counting working there, what's the highest number of consecutive days you've spent in the parks? Eleven. You've had eleven. I did. And that is a good number. It is a good number since I'm not a local. Yeah, really. that is a high number. I don't think um, yeah, I would. I, I would have to say mine certainly wouldn't be since I've lived here. It would be, but when I used to come on vacation, I would say maybe set maybe seven. So you've got me on that. What about you, Skippa? Yeah, I was going to say about the same thing. On vacation, maybe seven days. When I lived in Orlando or in, in that area, it was like all, all almost every day. But that doesn't count. I don't think. No, that's a, yeah, that's pretty. Cr- um, what which trip was this, Rhiannon? The one where I ignored you. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was and you that was like the your best one too. You got like free booze everywhere. Yeah, I wonder why it was I so was... good. <laughs> you got free booze in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so I, I came booze down. Free booze Lodge. Yeah, that's basically everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I came down to join my mother on a business trip, so it was a week for her business trip. And then once that was over, we transitioned to the Wilderness Lodge. We were at the boardwalk. And so once we got to the Wilderness Lodge, there was some snafu with check-in. And next thing you know, free upgrade to concierge level. And so we were there for like four days, four nights, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a good trip. <laughs> I Sorry you couldn't be there. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. Well, let's mm-hmm. pretend that didn't happen. G. Del Vecchio wants to know, interesting, he says, in the parks... Um, there's now a talking Mickey. So when will the characters have their own Twitter accounts and they will tweet you your pictures <laughs> later? I think that'd be kind of weird. Like, hey, it was nice meeting you, Skipper Dick Ritchie. I only want to see Mickey's liver. Mickey's? It's probably pristine. Oh, yeah. As opposed to Walt's liver. Yeah. Rhiannon wants to know, should she record, pre-record oh, every yes, S-Sour ans- Boner answer instead of being here live? I'm sorry. My work schedule's a bit crazy this week. So, it could happen in the future. It um, could. <laughs> three o'clock. Oh, hey, Mr. Monkey. Here he is. Mr. Monkey. What's the best Disney bar to pick up chicks? And I have a, there's actually a good answer for that. I am. The answer is, um... Well, there's two. One would be um, Jelly Rolls, one of your least favorite. That's yeah, probably what I was going to say. Jelly Rolls. Because it's all convention goers yes. out of town looking exactly. for a little side piece. Yes, and wasted. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I was going to say also yeah. the... Um, Atlantic dance hall. The stupid one at the Coronado, uh, Coronado Springs. Yep. Rick's. Oh, Rick's Lounge? Yeah. You want to talk about drunk conventioneers. Jeez Louise. Yep. Woo! You know they'll they'll let's skip out of our you know meeting early at three mm-hmm. and then they just mm-hmm. just start and by the time six o'clock rolls around yeah they are 
Looking for some monkey loving. That's monkey. right. It's true, buddy. <laughs> Damn it, I missed the joke again. Um, Polly Man There's Slater. Um, yeah. Re-asked the same question Mr. Monkey was. So I, was, I really wish I would have answered his question Damn of it. which the best bar to get pick up jigs at. <laughs> um, this is a good question. Park Hopper Ryan, I've been asking that. Now that Shanghai is open, what's the next outrage hashtag going to be? Like, who are we going to blame? Think Shanghai is going to be over soon. What's next? It's already DHS. Like, everybody's been pissed about Disney, like, our uh, Hollywood studios. And I feel like that's mm. just the nat- yeah. natural progression. It's just funny. Like, the first, yeah, the natural progression was there's not enough to do at Hollywood studios. So, the next one is, hey, look, they just announced all this new stuff at Hollywood Studios, and now we've come full circle to, oh my gosh, it's all under construction. There's nothing to do at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I'm going to save my outrage for something else. Yeah. Um, Park Hopper Ryan, we've gone over this before, and I'm going to see if anybody's changed their mind. What classic Disney uh, movie deserves a ride, and what kind of attraction would you want? Uh, I say the rescuers need a ride, and you mm-hmm. should be riding on uh, Orville or Wilbur, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the other. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'd be one of those like flying rides. I um, good. no, I got no. I, would... I was thinking Robin Hood, but like, yeah, if, like if sure. you been on the Peter Pan, uh, no, excuse me. Uh, no, um, no, no one, no. Winnie the yeah. Pooh, except with nice, really cool animatronics instead of, like, the cardboard cutouts on the Pooh ride. But, like, how you – it starts off, and you kind of go through the woods. What's the ride vehicle? The, uh, good question. Oh, how about um, a sort of a open-air version of the royal carriage That'd be cool. that um, he rides in? That Little John – I mean, not Little John, Prince – the the king rides in. Factual podcast. Factual podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, Rhiannon. Um, I kind of like Skipper's idea, but instead of Orville, I'd rather have it be one of the Gators, and it's kind of like a because you said classic, so I can't choose Princess and the Frog, but I can still get my way of having a sort of Bayou themed ride. If I have it on oh, a Rescuers. Princess and the Frog is a modern-day classic. Okay, yeah. well then, I want that. Yeah, I'm fine And with if that. we can't get that, I just want to go back to... I was there once when they did the... They would just, every like hour, they would do a... a she would just st- come off the uh, boat there in Frontierland, and they would sing the song, and they'd have a little dance as they went through Frontierland. So I thought that was really cool. So I'd just like to what bring that it? back. What was the gator's name? Brutus? From Prince Rescu- the Frog? No, from oh. Rescuers. <laughs> I think, wasn't the gator's name Brutus? Or am I making that up? I will tell you in just a second. Okay, waiting, waiting, <laughs> waiting. Quickly, Triple D, I would typically, uh, would not even give this question any merit because oh, of, shit. obviously how ridiculous it is, except um, designed Disney dad asked it a new asker so we have a new uh person join the parade today and he asked turvis tumbler or yeti rambler Ooh. I have no idea what any of that is. see yeti i is actually a type of 
and they look they do look awesome. Okay, so here's my experience. Obviously, I have a lot of experience with the Tervis Tumbler, and the pros I feel for the Tervis Tumbler is that you can get any design you want, and they have so many, and it's lovely. Whereas the Yeti, I've only ever seen the silver Yeti. But okay, so uh, a few months ago, I was visiting Disney, crashed at my friend Sarah's. And I may have had a bit too much to drink. I may have kind of been, like, put to bed, you know, one of those type of deals. And I may have had a Yeti slid into my hand and said, just drink this. Next thing I know, eight hours later, I wake up. There was still ice in that thing. Yeah. No, those things, yeah. So that's, so, you know, it's, like, cool design or cool water. I agree. It's function. And, and then here's the thing, like the, the Tervist will give you some protection. Yeti's going to give mm-hmm. you like full oh protection. How quickly amazing. do you drink though? So, so I agree. It's, it's, it's the design so versus the Tervist for the parks, Yeti for when you get back to your resort and need to have ice water when you wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> there you go. Did you figure it out, Skipper? Brutus and Nero. Yes! Brutus and Nero. Woohoo! Disney, or, uh, Drunkies Amazing Race champion Colin would like to know. Sup, Colin. What is the most technologically impressive thing at any Disney park or property? He says the the wave at Typhoon Lagoon. That is a great answer. What Are you sure you didn't you? mean the wave at the Contemporary? <laughs> Just don't ask for your morning drinks to the one waitress. Oh she, will, she will judge you. Wait, I think we. Yeah, to be honest, true, the most sure. technologically impressive thing, and this is by the Yeti. <laughs> Yeti is super cool. I don't know if this is really the correct answer, if this really counts, but to me, it's still the monorail. I don't know if that counts, but there's just something so cool. Seeing about, if the Orlando uh, airport has one, I'm not really sure it's that impressive <laughs> anymore. But the, <laughs> the Typhoon Lagoon wave is pretty awesome. I will have to agree. Definitely contemporary wave. Which, um, I got the redhead would like to know, which Disney Pixar film would you most like to see a sequel or third or fourth movie made? Like, which, which should, should they continue on? I was excited about The Incredibles, so now that they've announced that, I'm good. I don't think, I'm kind of almost worried about the next Toy Story, though. I mean, well, I kind I can, of agree about that. I could do Wally or Inside Out. Or Bugs Life. A Bugs Life would be cool. I'd like to see yeah. what happens to Flo yeah. later on. Yeah, that was. Those are some great characters. The only problem is, don't insects only live like a few days? Don't ruin the magic. Yeah, man. <laughs> there might be kids listening. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's a great answer, though. Um, all right. The segment of Rhiannon answer rapid fire Lori Mouskation questions. It's yes. Back. Lori Moskasia questions from Rhiannon. Uh, here we go. Am I your most no. awesome fan? I, 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 next. Is it, you, I thought, was that no because it's Mr. Monkey? Obviously, yeah. Is it true about interspecies dating occurring on the 3 o'clock radio? Uh, between drunkiness turvis, yes. <laughs> Um, what did you think about her article on the Downtown Disney Sausage Crawl? Are you going to try it, or would you include or exclude breakfast meats? I thought these were questions for me, not Drunko. <laughs> um, is uh, Rhiannon's Liver going to be a member of the podcast, and if so, when? Uh, 
we've established what kind of microphone we'd have to like shove up in me to get up there. So I, we'll see. Does Drunk at Disney have his shots? Uh, many, apparently, every night. Because, yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Rhiannon ans- answers rapid fire. Lori Mouskation questions. Um, Dan Ryan notices that Mr. Monkey, as of a few hours ago, had only asked one or two questions. And normally he asks five or six. And Mr. Monkey would like to say that he's now going to ask less questions, hopefully that they all get on. Aww. Yeah. Um, he also asked a question, Mr. Monkey would like to know where should Definite Disney do her pre-recorded segment at his place or hers? Oh. Well, I don't know. How many birds, cicadas, crickets, wind chimes, etc. does he have at his place? I would think he'd probably eat them being a monkey. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with Rhiannon on this and see how oh, it boy. goes. Ed Bay Lake, the Disney moose, would like to know, if you had to choose drinking a Bud Light out of a Lapu Lapu pineapple or the water from It's a Small World, which would you do? I would think the water from It's a Small World would probably have more alcohol content to it. <laughs> so you're saying you would drink out of a Lapu Lapu the water from It's a Small World before you drink Bud Light? Only if there are no upcharge. What? <laughs> <laughs> Rich, which would you rather drink, Kirkland Light or Bud Light out of a Lapu Lapu? Kirkland Light. Kirkland, Kirkland Light. Light. <laughs> yes. 44, Kirkland 48 Light. beers for $22. So it would offset the price of the pineapple is what you're saying. Oh, it'd be <laughs> Well, I'd probably buy the pineapple at, at Costco while I was there because those are true. A drama day posted a picture today of him with Kirkland Light. And we, we said that it's such a good deal. And he looked, he was, I still think I overpaid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did yeah, he you buy did. it? Did he actually yeah, buy it? Yeah, he did, buddy. Oh, man, in, no. At least so, in the story he bought it. I don't know if he really bought it, but he joked he bought it. Doesn't even know what he's missing out on. That's I think right. he does. Well, I he think doesn't. he actually does. Um, it's a fine pilsner. Let's see. <laughs> There's just a couple more left. Diz Counselor would want to know, and I have, I love this question because I've thought about it a million times, um, which don't ask me why. Diz Counselor mm-hmm. wants to know, if the zombie apocalypse began and you were at Walt Disney World, where would be the best place to survive? And there is one answer, one place that is head and shoulders above all the rest. Where is Hodor? Um, the land. If it's the zombie apocalypse, you are barricading yourself in the land pavilion. Nope. What are you saying, Rich? I would take the yacht at the Grand Floridian, and I'd take it over to um, Bay Lake. Natural fishing. They can't All get right. on the yacht. I've thought about this. I've thought ask you about your food source, but at least fishing, I guess. Yeah. At least in the land, we we have aquaculture, we have uh, hydroponics, we have... Well, I could probably get to the island that used to be Discovery Island and take that back from the snakes and birds. You could eat the snakes and birds. Right? I have agave. I don't know how to make agave into tequila, but Mm -hmm. I have agave. There you go. I'm going to... And hopefully there'll still be internet so I can look up how to make tequila from agave. But I'll have it. So, there's your Ask Sour Boners for the week. So, 
we still have a uh, a new segment that we oh, yes, that we haven't we even do. introduced to the to the world yet. Mm. Oh it's my god! Called, I'm sorry, Shanghai. <laughs> we we, have, we are going to start a new segment. Polyman explains it all. Yay! Polyman explains now, Rich. What is Polyman explaining today? So today, Polly is going to mansplain. Thanks, Shanghai. It's about time you got your head out of those books and paid attention to more important things, like me. The whole town's talking about it. It's not right for a woman to read. Soon she starts getting ideas and thinking. Wait, 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 guys, let me explain something to you. There's a big difference between capital expenditures and operating expenses. So the whole thanks Shanghai thing is completely wrong when it comes to budget cuts for an operating expense, such as Walt Disney World. Capital expenditures have their own budget. Operating expenses have their own budget. Operating expenses are tax deductible. Capital expenditures are not. So, the reason that you will see things all of a sudden become leased is to get a tax deduction, because instead of being a capital expenditure budget hit, it is an operating expense budget hit. That is why you see third-party vendors be used, as an example, instead of hiring staff. But a capital expenditure really doesn't affect operating budgets whatsoever. So, you know, really, let me just clear that up right now in a way that just sounds so patronizing. Well, there you go. <laughs> Polly set us all straight. All right. Paul is a famous mansplainer and i look forward to hearing even more things that he can mansplain to us even though i hate to say it i kind of agree with him on many of the points about this i think we should start a hashtag of ask poly mansplainer so that he can have questions ahead of time that he can mansplain yes the responses to yes yeah, we'll start to take um, suggestions of what he, yeah. people would like to have him mansplain exactly um and so thanks shanghai was the first one that i thought of and i said will you please explain um um, thanks Shanghai, and he, his response was, "Well, I don't agree with thanks Shanghai." So I said, "Well, explain that." So that's how that's how he came from. So, right. thank you, Polly. Um, so that'll bring us to uh, Rich. I want—I know you wanted to mention this. So I want to mention this before we go. Beauty and the Beast. More people have watched the trailer than watched the Force Awakens. Well, the Force what? Awakens trailer in the first twenty-four oh. hours. In the first 24 hours of the Force Awakens trailer, I think like 89 million people watched or something. I lost I lost place where my notes were. Right. And uh, in the first 24 hours of the Beauty and the Beast, nine point okay okay here I got it. 8.8 uh, 8 million uh, watches for the Force Awakens, 9.8 million for Beauty and the Beast. So it did great. People were into it. I love it. Are you? Yeah, I think it's um, my family's extremely excited. But I'm really upset that they released it a year early. <laughs> I'm upset. That's that a long time to wait. It's coming out on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's not, that's not going to work for me at all. I need to call I'm somebody. I'm upset that they went with Hermione with the British accent for French Bell. Yeah, what is the... Yeah, they did do... Is it? Is that who that is? 
That yeah. is her. But does she do a French accent, maybe? Have, did we no. hear her voice? Yeah, like the very end. I forgot what the line was, but like the, you get the whole trailer that kind of sets the ambiance. And then the very end of it is she says a line, and I forget what it was, but it's British accent. It's her regular accent. And that is actually also a Mr. Monkey asked Sarah Boner question that I missed, was that he wanted to know... Um, why is Belle English and shouldn't she be French? So there you go. See? So sorry, Mr. Monkey. Mr. Monkey and I, we are, uh, 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 I'm doing the eyes, the, uh, the fingers to the eyes movement, you know. Oh, when you yeah. said, mm, 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 I thought you were doing something else. Which would probably make Mr. Monkey happy. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. So that sounds good. Um, any final thoughts tonight? I know it's a little, a little different segment. Uh, we got to do our... Ask uh, thanks Shanghai and then some Polly. Any final thoughts tonight? Uh, I love me some dead air. Right? Final thought. Awkward silence. Oh, yeah. No, I do have a final thought. I, uh, oh, met up, okay, awesome. I met up with uh, the final Jedi. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we went to Trader Sam's, had some drinks. He's super cool. Everybody should listen to his podcast, which I can't even think of the name of it right now. Oh, awesome. Good plug. No, yeah, it's true. They do a <laughs> drinking podcast. Worst plug ever. Yeah, we're, well, that's me. I mean, Jesus, I don't remember. All right. Um, but, no, it was tons of fun, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with Ryan again. Um, yeah. any, anything else stand out about your trip to Disneyland? That uh, Anything new? Anything newsworthy? Uh, the lobster nachos were great. I uh, yeah, it only took thirty five minutes to get into. Oh my god, I love those bar. So that part was great. Uh, it was super hot, and there were way more people than I thought it was going to be. Star, uh, Space Mountain had an eighty five minute wait. Gross. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. It was a good time though, man. I'm ready to go back. Are they still doing Hyperspace Mountain? Yup. Ah. That sounds good. I would have liked to see that. I'd like to see that. Um, my final thought is um, there was a news article here that we were going to – but it was about Pangani Forest at Animal Kingdom. Mm. It's becoming Gorilla Falls under a new name. Mm. And my final yeah. thought is that's what his original name yeah, was. Yeah, I was going to say that's what, that's what it was called before. That was the original name, and they changed mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. from Gorilla Falls to Pangani Forest Trail, and now they're, mm. they're changing it back. I'm glad. I like Gorilla Falls more. Yeah, much better. So, very cool. Very cool. So, that's my final thought on that. And Rhiannon's final thought is she has to get up at 7 in the morning. What? No, fuck you. It's 5. Oh, be there at 7 in the morning. 6.30. Oh. Wow. Well, Xing Xing. Okay, yeah, that's not right. Well, what a cheat to you too, my friend. Cheat, cheat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, the final float is Rhiannon's... <laughs> Rhiannon's coffee from the morning coming down that she's going to need. Uh, uh, how many coffees are you going to have tomorrow? I don't know. I had five today. So here it comes. The giant coffee in a Tervis tumbler coming down for the final float. Mm. Alright. Alright. She sounds so happy. So everybody, thanks Shanghai. We are Siamese if you please. We are Siamese, if you don't please. Now we're looking over our new domicile. If we like, we stay for maybe quite a while. 
finding baby, there are milk nearby. If we look in baby buggy, there could be plenty milk for you, and also some for me.